you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow, and now you know about the facts of life. The facts of life. My name's Michael Kaiser. I'm John Wilson. And I'm Sarah Century. And welcome to another special episode of Make Ours Marvel we call Not Comics. This is the 34th Not Comics special we have done, where we just take a, uh, an episode and uh, bring Sarah in for, for some talk that is not our weekly comics journeys. And it's usually comic book movies, usually Marvel movies. But whenever there's new MCU stuff, that's our go-to. That's our bag. So, turns out, Sarah, I heard there was a new MCU production recently. Oh, what was it? Uh, <laughs> well, hopefully, we all know if we all watched it here tonight. But we're going to be talking about WandaVision. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. WandaVision. Yes, yes. No uh, more mutants. Oh. <laughs> Which, there's only like 75 other podcasts out there talking about WandaVision, so thank you for coming to this one to hear our thoughts, because I'm sure we're going to say lots of stuff you've never heard before. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I hope. Um, So yeah, this is Marvel's first uh, weekly TV show offering in their new Phase 4, which is more TV, I think, than it is movies, and I'm not sure if they invented corona to coincide with this or if corona was just a really happy accident but i feel like the existence of the quarantine and people used to being out of the theaters to get their entertainment really helped to sell this show really helped eyeballs (laughs) on the screen i think so because i wasn't sure how all their tv offerings were going to go you know when we first heard about them over a year ago but now it's like oh well this is just the way entertainment's going to be now there are no more theaters. Goodbye. It started filming in November of 2019, and then it had to halt in March, and then it finished in September. So I guess it was the plan before the coronavirus. Yeah, so yeah. So it is kind of a happy accident. I don't think Disney actually created Corona. I mean, no, I don't mean that. I, I wasn't sure if you meant like, did they decide to do this format because they can't do movies, or were they going to do it anyway? Yeah, and it seems like. I don't know if we're ever going to go back to theaters. I don't want to think about it right now, but if we could just have all of the stuff come to our homes now, please. Thank you. It's pretty, I'm kind of enjoying that. It's pretty sweet. I mean, I love movies. I will always want to go to movies. Movies is one of my very favorite, favorite things to do. But I mean, it's nice for people to have the option. Honestly, like there's a lot of reasons for people not to go out to the movies and it makes perfect sense. I mean, that's kind of the thing is, is that theaters have survived a lot, right? So chances of them surviving this, but in a different way, I guess, is still pretty good. Um, and there's always going to be people like me who just want to go spend their afternoon watching a bunch of movies, you know? I think the, the biggest drag is they're trying to figure out how to make the money work, of course. Of course. That's what it's all about, right? So when I they think release that that's these, why a bunch... Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. When they ahead. release these things directly to like HBO Max, which they've been doing... Uh, yeah. Like, do they make as much money as if they would had they hit, like, every theater in the world? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not, not even entirely sure I understand how, what the business model is that makes this remotely profitable for them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I assume that the money I paid for my Disney Plus membership is probably a large part of it. It's like movies are kind of turning into the way of the way music went from, you know, a physical thing to streaming and nobody could figure out how to make money off it or 
get it to work. And mm-hmm. now we're kind of getting it to work. Although if you listen to the musicians, they're saying it's not really working for them so much, but it's working right. for, it's working for, of course, the businesses that are doing it. So that's probably the way, uh, uh, movies are going to end up going to, I would think it seems like that's what they're doing. Well, it's also just natural that businesses will want to make money for themselves before they try to make money for their artists because gay capitalism. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. more, no more two hundred million dollar uh, payrolls, actors. I guess I don't know. Sorry, but Maybe. we have watched all nine episodes of WandaVision. Now I watched this as it came out. I was there every weekend, not on Fridays. I had a standing day with my son and daughter. We would open up a FaceTime call. My son was over at my apartment. My daughter was off at school. We'd open up a FaceTime call and uh, watch the episode where we could talk to each other while the episode was on. Disney Plus has a group watch feature through the app. So oh. any one of us could pause the episode to make comments or not pause. It was just a quick snarky comment on the way. Um, and that's how I consumed this. But my understanding is that y'all did not watch this weekly. I was in between uh, Disney subscriptions. So I was kind of stubborn and didn't really feel like signing up until I could watch it all. Which is in, in a way foolish because, of course, Twitter ruins everything every five seconds. But, uh, yeah, I waited till the last minute. And then I think, like, we were recording and you're like, yeah, and then we're going to do WandaVision next week. And I thought, oh, I should probably watch that. And so I start, <laughs> I started a few episodes. I started thinking I was just going to watch a couple episodes to get the ball rolling. And I ended up sitting there all night and I watched the whole thing in one evening. So it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I am what about you, Sarah? the exact middle because I watched it in two parts. I watched the first, I think, four episodes and then the last few. Uh, and that was kind of, uh, I think, a good way to watch it. Although I felt like it started a little bit stronger. Well, no, I'll say like I like the middle probably the best. So both viewings, I got a lot of like the things that I like about the show. So that was mm. nice, too. Well, um. Let's get into some thoughts on the show. Uh, whenever they were making the adverts for this, you know, we got the whole sitcom feel. And I kind of guess with Vision being back after he had been dead and the hints that her children would be involved, I pretty much guessed that this was going to be her invented reality somehow, some way. I wasn't sure how the TV thing fit into it, but maybe that was just their venue for telling the stories. And that was kind of a reveal three or four episodes into it that, Oh my gosh, this is Wanda's created reality. But that was basically what I had expected. Was that how y'all felt right. going in or did y'all expect something else? So yeah, I expected it a hundred percent. I mean, what we know of Wanda, right. <laughs> it's like right. when you've read all of the comics, you're just like, Oh yeah, it's like a sitcom theme. That's totally Wanda controlling reality. A hundred percent. Like there's no way it's anything else. Uh oh, Wanda skipped lunch. We have Uh-oh. a whole new reality. <laughs> Here we go again. But I'll Wanda. tell you this: and for once, like a spoiler actually worked in my favor because uh, the Harkness thing was spoiled immediately, right? Yeah, but I think um, that and, like they they were so open about it, right? But yeah, right. Go ahead. But 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 I hadn't seen any of these episodes yet, oh, and yeah. I like you, John and Sarah, were like, oh, she's obviously creating her own reality. I kind of have an idea what the show's about when I go into it, and then all of Twitter's like, no, it's been Harkness the whole time, and so I went into this show thinking Harkness created this reality. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, because that's what everybody was kind of selling on Twitter as they were spoiled, like they were all saying weird stuff, like alluding to the idea that it was her. 
but it wasn't. So I'm I'm sitting there the whole time going, okay, when's it going to be revealed that Wanda has nothing to do with this? Any episode now? <gasps> nope. <laughs> nope. It was her. It was her the whole time. Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, and knowing that it was Agatha at some level, because one of the things that because Wanda's unrealization that she had done this played into the mystery, because you don't mm-hmm. really know who all's behind it, because Wanda herself denies culpability. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have Agnes, which everyone who's read the comics hears Agnes, and they fill in the missing syllables. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we're just wondering, is that really her? She's not on the wall of people. Could that really be Agatha Harkness? And sure enough, it is. And that you know. I would like to think that I would have known that she was something because they sure had her on every episode. Yeah. But uh, I'll never know because I knew she was Harkness the entire time. I'll never know what I would have actually thought, but uh, it seemed like she was up to something. And there's no way it's not her. I mean, if you're looking at the Scarlet Witch's, you know, comic book supporting cast that isn't directly affiliated with the Avengers, literally it's just Agatha, right? So. She was going to come in. <laughs> and I, I've i never read those original Agatha Harkness Scarlet Witch stories to know exactly oh, how it all played out. It's good. So I, I, did some, I did some research to get the idea to find out what level of you know threat she could play going into the, the finale. Um, and, of course, finding out that her threat to, to Wanda really circles around the existence of her kids. So it made sense that that was the first and primary thing she threatened in the big showdown. Um but yeah, so the cool thing about this show was the mystery element. Mm-hmm. And the weird thing is that somehow, somewhere along the way, people forgot how weekly TV works. Because oh, there's, they were like, complaining? Yeah. Lots of complaints about the weekly, you know, not knowing what's going to happen and having to like wait forever. And I'm just like, this, this is just the standard not even 10 years ago. This was the way everything was. Mm-hmm. But I guess we've gotten spoiled by our binges. Um, I would but, say that, like, there are times when I've marathoned a show and thought this would probably have been better if I didn't marathon this show. The pacing, right? Right. Because mm-hmm. you watch it all at one shot, and then all of a sudden all its all its uh, weaknesses are much more obvious, maybe, because you're not pacing your brain one week at a time and kind of forgetting what happened the last episode. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like back to back to back. Sometimes you're just like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Um, I didn't feel that way with this one so much because, as I said, I sat through it all in one sitting. But uh, that's definitely happened before. So it is kind of cool to get back to this idea of, you know, weekly releases on things that they've been doing. Then you have eight weeks of Internet talk guaranteed Mm -hmm. about your show Mm -hmm. as opposed to everything dumps. And you may have like a couple of weeks of Internet talk about your show. Mm-hmm. Um, did either of you come across any strong voices of I was expecting it to end a particular way and I'm mad that it didn't? Not for me because no. I completely don't look at Twitter right now at all. Like I am on it for probably like less than 15 minutes, I guess, like every day right now. Oh, wow. Um, Very yeah. Smart. Not doing too bad. Uh, I also have just like been tweeting a lot less and things like that just because I have a lot on my plate. So it's been very easy not to get spoiled by anything. It's also been really easy to skip a lot of that immediate feedback, I guess, that we get, you know. Um, so, the clickbait. yeah. 
Yeah, all of that. Honestly, yeah. I've missed a bunch, which has been to me maybe like heightened my enjoyment of the show probably. I that's by the way, usually we immediately say what we thought of the show, so I don't think we did that, but I actually really enjoyed watching this. Mm-hmm. Um it was one of those like you know, you watch it and you feel like it was fun and you walk away like being happy about comic books and mm-hmm. wanting more, which is always a good feeling. Like you kind of know when a show's good when you feel that way, like a kid again, maybe, or yeah. you, know, you want to go, re- go read some comic books afterwards or whatever. I read a bunch of West Coast after I, after yeah. I watched this, you know, just because it uh, Marvel Unlimited was pushing it in my face. But it's like, oh, yeah, totally. I like those comics. I'm going to watch read those again real fast. Um, yeah, I I re- really enjoyed this a lot and then of course immediately after i finished i saw multiple articles that i did not click on talking about how it's like a failure and horrible and blah 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 it's like ah come on i don't agree i don't know what they said but i don't agree just based on the title unless they were being sarcastic i didn't right. want to really live in that space much so I, i've mainly experienced that through headlines but one of the things i've seen is just people getting really invested in their theories and their predictions and oh upset well, that the ending doesn't do what they expected it to do well what's his name paul bettany mm-hmm. made mm-hmm. some announcement that there's going to be a special character in the end wait till you see and what he meant was himself as white vision right right and so but he when he said that everybody's like oh it's going to be dr strange it's going to be so magneto yeah magneto something so i think they all just got disappointed because he alluded to something that blew up in their brains. Mm. Um, but I wasn't disappointed because I no. love that version of Vision because I've read West Coast Right. Avengers. I was super <laughs> excited to see whatever episode that was, the lot ending of episode eight cliffhanger with uh-huh. you know the white vision man. That was so exciting for me. That to Ever- me is like honestly one of the most successful parts of the entire show is like vision versus right? vision. It's so yes. fun. It's so yes. fun. To me, that was like the most comic book part where I'm just like, this is like this. It's like they look amazing with their cool capes. And they're just mm-hmm. like the way that Vision would encounter himself is to try mm-hmm. to reason with himself. Mm-hmm. Like that's 100 percent his thing. And it's just so such great. an interesting scene. Like Ever I since they did that. his death scene where his color faded. Yeah. I was like, Ooh, does that mean they're going to do white vision? Yeah. yeah. And then they did. And then they did. And it ruled. Like, the fight between them is great. Like, that's one Mm -hmm. of my very, very favorite things. He gets all all the good lines, man. Oh, yeah. Ever since he's been the Vision, like, every time he's in a movie, he gets a great bit of dialogue that Mm -hmm. resonates. And this was no exception. And then, like, he, you know, new Vision or white. I don't want to call him white Vision because that sounds a little odd. But he is white Vision. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, ghost vision because isn't ghost that like, part of it? There you go. What do they call it? Uh, they call him now all white the vision in quotes. But anyway, like I think, and I don't know because I'm not an authority on on behind the scenes or anything. But I feel like even though he got all his memory back, he's still not that vision yet. They're gonna do the West Coast thing where like he doesn't have the emotional connection to those memories. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, because all so. he does is all he does is say like I'm the Vision and he flies away. Now if he was like our Vision, he would have probably tried to help Wanda or something. Right, he would have right. gone to save his wife. Right, yeah. but he just he just flies away. So I hope there's more future with this Vision in some form or another, and like it's going to be frustrating for her that like he remembers their marriage and everything, but he doesn't have the soul gem for the for the Simon Williams uh, emotional connection, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, pretty much every plot line 
that was core to the emotion of this story is open-ended at the end of this. You know, Mm -hmm. she's still, she's looking at the book of death. She hears her children's voices. She's on her own coping with her grief over her husband. The vision still exists, but he doesn't know who he is. You know, everything except for like the Agatha Harkness invented reality core plot is still waiting to be addressed again. I have to say I'm a lightweight, so it could just be me, but there were many times when this series like made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. And especially the beginning where it was like this wholesome, these wholesome sitcoms, but then with this weird, bizarre horribleness. Totally. Mm -hmm. Underneath, like the guy choking really kind of freaked me out. That was weird. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. But like the ending where I didn't see that coming because it looks like she's just in flannel and she's enjoying her country life. I love that. But then it turns out that's all an illusion. And really, she's like kind of crazy Scarlet Witching in the corner. I love Um, it so much. I love that as like the last note. Because yeah. it was creepy, but it also is so Wanda, right? So to mm-hmm. me, I was like, oh, she's finally acting a lot like Wanda. Like, she was kind of, like, I guess, like, rudimentary version of Wanda for a long time. But I feel like in this, it was just like, oh, dang. Like, yeah, she's Scarlet Witch now. Like, this rules. Like, I love the con or the costume change. I love that mm-hmm. scene where it's, like, just her energy. And you can see, like, yes. the... They're her like uh the cool Crown. like head mask yeah and yeah. then like the um cape behind her like I love that I love her new look like all of that was incredibly successful I just enjoyed so much of her character beats because I think that it was definitely something where it's like oh cool like finally we kind of know who this character is she's not just like reeling from trauma she's making really powerful choices and so that often does not go well <laughs> for our Wanda, but like, I am so excited, you know, just to see Wanda be Wanda, I guess. Yeah. That was actually a really cool design. I thought, cause like um, when they flash back to Harkness in the, her origins and her mother had like some sort of energy crown thing. So you've got right. the impression she was like the head witch or something or a better witch than the rest of them. And then here's Scarlet, Witch. you're a Scarlet, Witch. which by the way, is that true? They've never actually said Scarlet, Witch in the MCU. Cause I'd never noticed that. But if it is true anyway, I like that. Like with being the Scarlet, Witch comes like her own version of that, that queen crown energy thing. Mm-hmm. And it was red and it was like, obviously in likeness to her, her normal outfit that we're used to, whatever that thing is, a tiara or whatever face. It's better tiara. than the, uh, it's better than the ice cream bowl that she had in her first couple years of comics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that's what I call the, the one that wrapped all the way around the back of her head. You know, when you're looking, when you're looking at the back of her head, it's like this pink container with brown chocolate ice cream on top. with your <laughs> hair. So I'm, when she finally loses that, whatever she, she and Quicksilver leave the Avengers to go fix their powers at Mount Wondegore, and it doesn't really mean anything. But then they come back and they're on the team again. Right. Bam! She has she has her tiara. Mm-hmm. Did did Wanda and Bruce Banner ever casually hang out in the MCU, or have they always been separated? No, because uh, in uh, Age of Ultron is whenever they first right. So it's very unlikely and that and that I don't think that the kids ever have a chance to see them. So it's very unlikely that Bruce Banner told her about that cool cabin he has in the woods where he was learning to control his powers at the end of <laughs> Incredible Hulk because it looked like the exact same cabin. And I was wondering <laughs> where she got a cabin. Like I was just like, all right. right, I guess you have a cabin now. Well, she can have anything she wants, apparently. True. And people right. were wondering, is that Wendigore Mountain? 
Oh. Oh yeah. Because it's, it's 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 a mountain and it's Scarlet Witch, so it could be that mountain. Bring oh. in Bova. Bring in oh, Bova. God. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, not knowing what the last finale was going to be, just knowing that there was a cutscene, there was a reason we were here. I <laughs> I half expected a talking cow to walk in on the set, and I would <laughs> not have been win. surprised. Yep. <laughs> Bova. Well, she create whatever she wants, right? Yeah. True. And Bova just hanging out as always makes for a better comic, in my opinion. <laughs> I a like better that Doctor character. Strange comic, anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, she's supposed to be in Doctor Strange, so maybe they'll bring that yes. all together. Yeah, we, yes. we, we can talk about that more after we, after we uh, you know, analyze it more. But, yeah, this, this show is supposed to – has apparently set up a lot of what's going to be happening. So, okay, so Wanda is awesome, and mm. – Got to, you know, vision process is awesome. her loss of Both her brother of and her loss of vision and her desire to have children and then the loss of her children. Also, not knowing if the kids had somehow gained sentience and reality during all of this. I just really wasn't sure. They they leave it open the air because she can't control them. I didn't know how that was going to get. If it seemed like the entire town in some way, at least at first, obviously, because she didn't even know she did it, was sort of all just her not purposely controlling anything. Right. So it could very easily just be a manifestation of her subconscious or something. These, that these, these kids have their own identity, seemingly have their own identity and they really don't just like vision. I mean, he seemed to be the vision and he was like working things out for himself independently of Scarlet witch. But at the end right. of the day, he was just a phantom that she created, which just mm-hmm. goes to show how much she can actually do. Yeah. She's freaking crazy powerful and she can never just be on the Avengers again. Not that there's any Avengers anymore, but <laughs> right. But yeah, she's gonna have to be a big mystic. Awesome. Oh, so that's a thing. Like it's been revealed now that she wasn't created; she was augmented, but she was always magical. Right. Yeah. She she's what stopped the Tony Stark bomb from detonating as they sat there in the rubble for two days or whatever. Mm-hmm. So before she ever had the experiments done from the mind gem, she already had witch powers. They just turned them up to 11 or. Yeah, that's what it said. And then what does that do for Pietro? Does Pietro also have abilities outside of the mind gem or. Well, he's dead. So I guess we'll never find out. I guess doesn't really. Matter. Or is he? Yes. He is. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. He is. So, so what do y'all think about Pietro? I mean, okay. So. <sighs> yeah. Was all that just a red herring? <laughs> I think it, I think it was a cool nod to like sitcoms you watched when they changed the character yeah it had yeah, that, yeah it had that feel like now played by the she part of whatever pietro <laughs> will be played by and so in that <laughs> sense i enjoyed it i do kind of wish that the other one would have been in the show but i don't know why he wasn't maybe scheduling conflicts or didn't want to or whatever uh but it was cool it was cool to see him it was cool like for laughs and stuff and then like the reveal that he was just a dude and harkness somehow manipulated him or whatever was okay that was fine too. I was glad it turned out it wasn't like her actual brother and they're recasting him so that they can get the X-Men in the MCU or something. That would have been <laughs> horrible. Yeah. That's actually what Lily wanted it to do. Lily wanted it to be a multiverse acknowledgement that they actually went and grabbed Pietro yeah. from the other universe and pulled him into this. Um, I've actually seen speculation because remember how when Jimmy Woo first shows up, which by the way, Jimmy Woo, we're covering him in, um, our Strange Tales coverage right now. When oh, Jimmy Woo cool. first shows up in the story, he's like, I'm looking for a missing person. Oh, we yeah. We never find out who the missing person was. It, and it was all just for setup? 
I don't know. There's speculation that the missing person turned out to be Ralph Bonner and that Ralph Bonner was actually a pseudonym and maybe he actually is other universe Pietro. I don't know. Cool. It seems like a stretch. <laughs> now that I, I, say that I, I really just really loved how the other guy nailed my idea of Quicksilver in Age of Ultron. So the new the other guy is like fun, but he's just like not really a Quicksilver to me. And he didn't yeah. play it that way either, which was fine. <laughs> But, yeah, that was like the joke in this, right? Is like right. He so much isn't this guy mm-hmm. that like even Wanda is like, what? Are you? Yeah. Okay. You're not my brother. You don't act like, like my brother. I guess so. You're like the weird like sitcom uncle version, I guess, of my brother. Uh-huh. Where's your accent? Where's your accent? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. That was fun. Totally. I liked him. It was definitely a surprise, right? And then also yeah. the Halloween episode in general was probably one of the most fun episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And disturbing, because like whenever they get to disturbing. that, um, what is it, the 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 stop sign? Yeah. With Agatha there, which you know evidently fake crime, but whenever Agatha is there agonizing mm-hmm. over what Wanda is doing to them, it's just like, oh my yeah. gosh. But everybody else was not moving too, so they were all suffering. Mm-hmm. Except for mm-hmm. Harkness, of course. Harkness just pretends to suffer. She just pretends. That was funny though when they when they flash back to that and she looks at the camera and kind of winks. That was hilarious. <laughs> Adjusts oh, her I lipstick love and then cries. Agatha all along. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Greatest, greatest, greatest. <laughs> I yeah. loved of, it so much. Sort of Munsters vibe with the oh my uh, with god. the visuals. I loved it so, so much. Yeah, it's like a zany TV theme, fun times. Um, I love that. I love Agatha in the comics, and I think that I like how in the comics they're allowed to have a much more complicated relationship than here. And so her kind of like Disney villain was kind of like, yeah, I guess, you know, she still has a point, though. And I do think that, yeah, she was just great through the entire thing. She was one another one of my favorite parts of the show. It's so funny that, like, at least from my perspective, my perception of it, like, having not seen the show, like, everybody was giving her credit for everything. <laughs> yeah. And, like, there were even memes, like, you know, she's responsible for real-world things, and it's all funny now, because everything's Harkness. But then you watch the show, and it's like, she, was respon- she wasn't really responsible for anything, really. She yeah. was She was in on it. Um, and she, she was, was like taking advantage of the situation. <laughs> yeah. She wanted her to maintain the reality so she could figure out how the reality was cast. That's what she wanted, but she didn't like do it or cause it or anything. Really. She's just there. She's, she's, been, like, she's, a been, like, she's been fucking with it. She's, she's messing around with stuff and giving, yeah. giving Wanda heartache over everything. She's the thing that's causing what Wanda is doing to go wrong. She's not the one who caused the situation. Right. Did she cause things to go wrong though, or did she just encourage Wanda to continue that reality? Well, and, she like she brought in the fake brother. She, uh, yeah, I, think in, in, in I that, thought that was to keep her going. Maybe in that music video, it shows her like doing stuff that messes with Wanda, but mm-hmm. she didn't actually cause anything because of the, the outside world was constantly trying to wreck the reality, and she seemed to like be trying to keep Wanda distracted to keep the reality going. And I thought it was because she wanted to figure out how Wanda's doing it. Cause that was her whole goal is like, how did you create all this? I don't know how you did that. That's awesome. I want this magic. I want this power too. So speaking of outside world and you already mentioned woo, um, this is the part where it's a little weak for me. Uh, I didn't 
necessarily this is going to be blasphemous maybe i didn't really care about darcy or Wu or as much as i should have maybe like i wanted to get more back into the town i never really cared about their shenanigans that much mm-hmm. uh, i love after... them both so much i was like dang these two are great but also their story kind of just like right it like fizzles goes right? off yeah it totally just fizzles because isn't it even like the last episode they're like oh yeah darcy's busy now or whatever <laughs> yeah like i was trying end. like i was le- legitimately trying to remember the last time we saw darcy in the show and i think it was in the van yeah and then and yeah she vision flies away and she's that. like i'll see you later and then we never see her again <laughs> that's like a joke right like <laughs> we're not gonna see you later actually so, so, like, what I liked about the other side of the wall, because there's two things going on in the show. There's inside the town and there's outside the town. What I liked was that sword was like an antagonist for Wanda. I love that scene where she comes out and she says, you all ain't going to pop my bubble. Yeah. And makes, all, and makes everybody point their guns at the head guy and then leaves and then reinforces her wall, magic wall. So that is awesome. But anybody could have been the faceless organization doing right. that. Um, so I felt like it was in danger of doing the Netflix thing where the supporting characters have to start spinning their wheels because we need to give these people something to do. Mm-hmm. It felt a little bit like that with the whole Monica Wu, uh, Darcy trio going yeah. against sword. Like that was all just kind of, you could have just had all that gone, I think, and it would have been fine. Yeah, well, that was also kind of, oh, sorry, uh, but that was also kind of like one of the big criticisms that I think a lot of people had was is that Monica, for me, I think like her characterization is amazing. And I loved her appearances. I think like, you know, unanimously, we almost all love like the actor playing mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Monica and like, I mean, everything. There was so much. I think the one that's like about just Monica pretty much for the most part and kind of shows mm-hmm. how she was in and out of the town. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's my favorite episode probably, but like also, yeah, the fact that like the story kind of peters out and then like, they also have, um, Monica just doesn't get to do anything in the end. And then she's like, well, great. Good job, Wanda. And like, that's like the end of it. And it's just Her, like, yeah, everybody was super bummed about that because it's just like, what the heck, man? Like we've all, we all like want to see more Monica. That's like what we all want, you know? Um, and I felt the same. I, I thought that like, that was kind of woo, I guess got like the strongest ending that was like setting him up for like another thing, but it's like Darcy might just never show up again, you know? Cause it's like, she was just there and kind of gone. Um, so yeah, I, I had my issues with that just because it was like, yeah, they're spinning their wheels. They started with these characters that ha- are really strong characters. And mm-hmm. then plot wise, I don't think they gave them anything to do. And that's a huge bummer. Um, they and, they, they seem to exist primarily to drive the main plot. But but you're right. In, in giving them stuff to do to drive the main plot, they get invested. And so we get invested in them being invested and then when we get to the finale, and the finale is all driven by Wanda, they're not really helping resolve anything. It does feel like a little bit of a letdown. I loved Monica in this. Yeah. Pretty much every single time she was on the screen, I couldn't look away. Yeah, um, she's great. Like, yeah. the casting, and I'm so excited for Captain Marvel, too, because she's going to be in it. It's going to be and directed just, by like, Nia Costa. Like, can she that's just be, be Captain amazing. Marvel? Well, they gave her her sword costume is felt like a photon costume. I know it doesn't really look like it, but with the Mm -hmm. with the sword emblem in the middle, it just feels like, well, that's where the star would be. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So but here's what I was thinking. Um, Sword is all about the extraterrestrial, right? In the comics. Yeah. Um, 
so then I was like, well, Wanda is not extraterrestrial, and this is Earth, so that's not extraterrestrial, and why isn't S.H.I.E.L.D. here, right? Or does mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. even exist? I don't know. Last I heard about S.H.I.E.L.D., they got disbanded in Winter Soldier. Now, I know in the back of my mind, there's this show called Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and it's been going on for like 48 seasons now. <laughs> so they still must have S.H.I.E.L.D. So then I thought, wouldn't it be cool if this jerky guy was like part head of a certain section of S.H.I.E.L.D., because they can't all be winners, and he's overreaching with the vision and rebuilding him and all that stuff and causing all this trauma for Wanda. What if one of the guys from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or gals or whoever's on the show got assigned to this and they end up being the good S.H.I.E.L.D. and they go into the field and they confront Wanda, which makes Harkness reveal herself, which is the only thing that Captain Marvel or Captain Marvel. I'm so sorry. I'm an 80s guy. Monica really did. And then you could like validate that Agents of Shield is an actual thing that exists, and that guy could, that guy or gal could just go back to the show, and we don't have to have like, whatever. Nobody <laughs> asked me. I don't know. I just thought it. I thought there was like, like her her development seemed very much like it. Kind of reminded me of like a uh, Black Widow and Iron Man too. Like, huh? It's oh, cool yeah. That, it's cool that she's here, but she's not really doing anything that matters too much. And she's yeah. mainly mainly a tease for future things, which right. Like, even when she manifests her powers in this TV show, she doesn't even save the kids because they can save themselves, you know, because they're Wiccan and freaking speed or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was all just kind of weird. The only thing she does is confront Wanda, and that makes Wanda go, what the heck's going on? And then Harkness is like, you back away and come to my house. That's what gets that moving. Yeah. That's it. But anybody could have done that, really. Yeah, so that was, she was underutilized yeah. a lot, yeah. I think, for sure, in yeah. the show. I And also, it's just kind of like, yeah, she rules. So I think we all just kind of yes. were like, can she yes. have her own show? <laughs> I'm hoping, <laughs> like, yes. So I'm hoping this leads to great things. I don't want her to disappear by any means. I want her to go forward and do better things. And they but, tease uh, stuff with the Captain Marvel dynamic. We don't know exactly what's going to be happening there. But, you know, she definitely has some animosity toward Carol. Because yeah, her deadbeat dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did bring that up. And I really did like that episode in the sense that we got to see uh, more of the uh, blip uh, rewind or undo. Oh, yeah, the blip. Yes, yes. Because okay, that was a thing because in yeah. the Spider-Man movie, it was just played off as a laugh. Yeah, this and it was all home video. trauma and drama that, that would right. have gone along with that. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool, getting to see that behind, you know, flashback stuff. I thought so, too, yeah. And it made sense that her mom was involved with sword because her mom was involved with captain Marvel and scrolls and shield. And, and she went to space. She was there with them doing all that space stuff. So I could easily see like, uh, 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 Nick or is it Nick? <laughs> By the way, Nick apparently is watching the entire time because once it's all over, he immediately sends down a message that says, come see me in space. So like, thanks for the help, Nick, this whole time. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Just watching the television. Basically, that's what he does. He's mm-hmm. just—he's up in Tahiti. It's a magical place. They really need to explain this Nick thing because <laughs> it's starting to bother me. Like, which is Nick and which is not Nick? Yeah. I don't like that. Assume that it's not Nick unless you hear otherwise. But I don't like that because there were some definitely cool Nick scenes in previous movies that are now saying those are scroll scenes. I don't like that. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. that's how it oh my god but that's how it always is right like even in yeah. the comics i'm like yeah, oh true. god secret evasion for like three years oh god like, who was really so a cool. scroll it's a scroll yeah <laughs> oh the aunt god. may who died was actually an actress trained to uh, uh, see just undermine any emotional anything you could have got out of that yeah mm-hmm. let's just ruin yeah. it the gene gray 
who gave her life on the uh, thing was just a you know the real Jean Grey is actually a uh, cocoon <laughs> in an asteroid down under the water. In a cocoon at the bottom of Jamaica Bay. <laughs> so it's a scroll who finds two helicarriers lying around and comes in and saves the day in Age of Ultron. Sure, sure, it's a scroll. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, That's what I my understand. script said. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I I don't know what else to say. I liked it a lot. There's, I think I feel like the first episodes where it was full on sitcom with the occasional weird creepiness was probably mm-hmm. my favorite bits, mm-hmm. maybe. Although and somehow just, those were, those were the parts that some people fo- found the most difficult to access. Like oh, I really liked those, but I, I did too. Know. I, I love you whenever Emma Caulfield shows up and there's just it turns from kind of a goofy sitcom to just being like generally, I don't know, an actual horror story. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like that's where it's the most Twilight Zone almost is where she's like, mm-hmm. like, what are you like that? That mm-hmm. whole part. I really loved right. that. Yeah. Also, it made me be like, bring Emma back. I mean, geez, you you all like introduce all of these amazing actors. Like, give them something to do. <laughs> like, that was the one Emma where like back. she they heard Wu on the radio and then she broke her the glass. Yes. And, oh my god, I loved know, it. That scene was creepy. It's so creepy, and she <laughs> yeah. did so good. I mean, that yeah, was it. That was like, great. I was just like, man, what a great scene. Yes. It's it's like it's a weird, different way to make a TV show because. Normally with a weekly TV show that's a season and everything, you expect your characters to come back and do multiple things. This is almost like we created this character for this one moment. They're going to stick around because they're part of the backdrop, but we only made them for this one bit and now they're done. You know, with with like the the boss and wife coming over for dinner in the first episode uh, or oh yeah. or um the the the, the mean show. the mean girl, you know, mm-hmm. neighbor oh god, that over was so 60s. Women. Yeah. yeah. So many of those things that if this had been an ongoing series, you would have seen those characters again, but they were doing something different. It's somebody was making kind of poking fun of the idea of this being considered avant-garde. I'm not sure if avant-garde is the right thing, but they were definitely doing something different with this show that I don't think was normal for TV. I don't know about right. you guys, but I grew up not obviously in real time, but in syndication watching like uh, Ozzie and Harriet and Dick Van Dyke show and, and, uh, you know, leave it to beaver and stuff. So this stuff wasn't lost on me, these things they were doing. And I wonder if like, if you're, you know, out there listening and you're 16 years old, do you even care about like my kids have no idea what they I were, didn't watch, what, uh, what they Nick were at night. <laughs> homaging, right? Like they would have no idea. So would they, would it be as interesting to them? I don't know. I don't either, but I thought I it was great. 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. And then even freaking they had modern family going on in the end. That was just amazing. I I feel like you can intellectually get what they're doing, even if you don't necessarily have the show's experience to back that up. But but that was one of the complaints I was hearing was not being able to understand and, and, you know, intellectually process what was happening on the show because you don't know the shows. It's like, I don't understand how that's a problem. But you know what else was really good that they did that I don't know that they do often is they had a, a, a different running time going on like sometimes it was 30 not being beholden to the 30 yeah yeah yeah. so like the first few episodes are all about 30 minutes which is a tv show and then it got longer and longer as it got more complicated i thought that was a good move too instead of a whole hour of 50s spoofing and did you notice that a lot of all the scenes inside the hex were 
four by three and all the scenes in the real world were mm. 16 by nine. Yeah, mm. that's cool. So they, they were playing with their aspect ratio even and their storytelling choices. Yeah. And all yeah. those commercials. God, they just really like nailed this show. This was the best MCU TV show. The commercials far. were a delight because it's like, okay, you're using the place where Wanda accidentally killed all those people in the building <laughs> as right. the brand name for an oops cleaner upper. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's some real irony right there. <laughs> Stark Industries Toastmaster 2000 or Toastmate 2000 yeah. <laughs> with a beeping light that's just like the light that they were suffered to watch. Yeah. When they were trapped in the thing. The that was really creepy ominous scene too, that commercial. Totally. And also the one, remember the one where it's like a, it was like a magic ad and it was like claymation and the guy like dies? That was really creepy. <laughs> I can't remember what that ad was, but it's something like you know, magic yogurt or something. And, mm, and mm-hmm. it, it didn't work to save him, which was kind of ominous. Cause it's like, are they saying that all these people are going to die too? Just keep filming. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. Um, I'm running out of things to talk about the bad guy in this. I don't even know who it was. Was he even a character? Is he a comics character? Or is he just a made up name? Who? Anyone look oh, up? the guy <laughs> who's a jerk. The mm-hmm. head sword guy who wasn't supposed to be in charge. So boring. Except uh, Monica blipped. So he was in charge. Right. I forget yeah. what his name is. Uh, Annoying guy that's an Tyler Hayward. Tyler Hayward was the character name. Josh Stamberg is the actor name. Swear to God. There's one of them in every movie I've ever seen. There is a Reginald Hayward in the comics who only appears twice in some Darkhold issues from 1993. But that might be the closest we have an actual comic character. Mm. I kind of, I think they did kind of a good job of having him not start out full blown like obviously a bad it's guy. It's true. He was pretty sympathetic in that first scene where he's like, "Hey, sorry, I stole your yeah. job." Yeah, I'm in over my head. Sorry, I stole your job. But then once he gets on site, it's like, "Uh oh, this guy's not very good at his job." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, he was so awful to Wanda. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Okay. Ugh. So speaking of awful, I mean, we know Wanda. We all love Wanda here. Yeah. Un- unconditionally, I understand. But she yes. is kind of bad sometimes. Sure, right? yeah. Like when she takes over a town and makes them all <laughs> suffer like live in, a in weird, prison. Yeah, right? totally. Okay. So at the end of this with Harkness, she permanently did that on purpose. Originally, it was an accident. But she decided with Harkness, your, my judgment to you is that I'm going to make you a living sitcom forever. Did we all yeah. think that was really heroic or was that like, oh, no. <laughs> heroic is not the right word for it. Yeah, right. at all. No, no. No, that's, I mean, she proves her point. Like, Harkness literally says, you're cruel. Like, you're being yeah. mean. Yeah. And that's yeah. something that I think that she's going to end up having to come face to face with a lot, honestly, going forward. Um, here, yeah, they give her kind of an interesting forgiveness arc, but it's also just like, who really forgives you? <laughs> like, right. it seems like this is actually a huge problem. She acknowledges that the town will always not trust her because of what she's done, regardless of the fact that she did just kind of save them, I guess. Um, but from like, herself. In a, yeah, in a way, it's like basically, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it. Like, she's always this complicated. So to me, I felt like that was a very Wanda thing to do, at least, where I was yeah. like, yeah, she would totally 
trap somebody in a sitcom and then like she's gonna be shocked when it blows up in her face later <laughs> like that's kind of how she rolls i don't know and, um, and it, it it also kind of amplifies the creepiness of the ending because that makes me legitimately unsure what she's practicing yeah like 100%. is she being a good person is she trying to be a better good person or is she trying to like recreate her children she is playing with the book of the yeah. dead in that last scene. Yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. I saw some words to the effect of that Wanda, that the show addresses how Wanda processes the grief she has suffered, but ignores the grief she has caused. Yeah. Mm, that's Wanda. <laughs> yeah. That's our Wanda. Sadly, that is Wanda. And then when you confront her about it, she'll just say, you know, I'm kind of tired of this conversation. (laughs) In Uncanny Avengers, where she's just like, shut up. Right. Who was she talking? Oh, Rogue. She was talking to Rogue, right? Yeah, yeah. I love that conversation. I do, too. I'm not going to keep talking about this whole thing where I killed half of you again and again and again. I know. Get over it. It's so funny to me. I didn't Um, bring this up. Why did you bring this up? I didn't want to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, I'm. She, they're literally at Xavier's grave, and she's like, I'm paying my respects. And Rogue's like, No, you're not. <laughs> Get away. <laughs> Get out of here. And Wanda's just like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. How much longer can you guys keep punishing me for this one little thing I did? <laughs> this yeah. one little thing. This Wanda little thing. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I did love her in this. And I've loved these comics. I've loved Wanda since I was a very young kid. And I remember reading the Vision and the Scarlet Witch comics because that was one of those girl comics that nobody else wanted to read whenever I was a kid. And I loved it. So like seeing this and kind of seeing people have a big acceptance of it i guess is kind of just like i knew i was onto something whenever Mm -hmm. i was like a baby Mm -hmm. i knew that was like secretly really cool and weird because those comics are weird like weird weird this is weird but like not as weird as the 80s comics are you serious you know like that stuff's so bizarre like whoo Talk it's about actually <laughs> it's actually kind of cool that they went for it, you know. Like let's let's show Wanda warts and all because you know they could have like made it more like she's a superhero and doesn't do anything bad. But it's like nah, she took over this whole town and tortured them for three months or whatever. Well, that's it. Like she's always in these situations where it's like, well, I'm not really sure what the hell she was supposed to do. I guess in that situation, <laughs> like they're always no win situations and yet mm-hmm. she does consistently still make the bad choice <laughs> so it's like i don't yeah. know what the right choice would be but i'm pretty sure that uh the that wrong choice is her to like her, yeah. enslave the town <laughs> like, i mean initially it was an accident yeah we can all agree on that but then by i don't know three episode three or four she's in on that she's doing it and now it's like and I want to keep doing it because I like it here. But also doesn't quite know what else to do. I mean, it's that's definitely true. it's relatable to me in some extent. And that's kind of the thing is, is like Wanda is relatable as a flawed character who doesn't mm. quite understand her own bullshit, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, like, I like that she's trying to take responsibility by going away and like learning to use her power because like, what's the alternative? Like, what else mm. is she going to do? So. Mm. I do like that. I mean, I think that she's trying to take some responsibility, but the way that the show absolves her, 
I think is definitely, I mean, it's the same thing we always see with Wanda where it's like, yeah, I don't know if the writers really thought that out too good, (laughs) but like, (laughs) but like you like her for her iconic moments. And then there's always like that bizarre kind of weird sense of tragedy at the root of all of her stories, because you know that she can't escape herself and she just can't escape like what she was like, all of the things that she was like born into, be it poverty, be it like a war torn country, be it, you know, like weird parentage, like whatever it is, it's like they, it just haunts her through her entire life. And like, you know, I mean, that sucks, but it's a, it's a very compelling story. Her, her personality goes very well with her powers. They're both kind of nebulous and you never (laughs) know what's going to happen. Right. That's what I love about her the most, though, is is that when Wanda shows up, I have no idea what's going to happen. And right. like as a narrative, like as a character that I like to read, I love to read that character. Which, which, by the way, makes her appearance in the next Doctor Strange even more exciting after watching this TV show because I have no idea why she's going to be there. Is she? Yeah, gonna exactly. Is she, is she, are they going to fight? Are they going to not fight? <laughs> like, did you hear that Harkness line where she said a Scarlet Witch is more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme? Uh oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's find out. Yep. So, so my, that, was my, that like was that a was that a, a foreshadowing that they're going to fight or something? We'll see. My first exposure to Wanda was um, getting back into comics, and it was Secret Invasion, but House of M was like close in the rearview mirror. So going back and reading that a couple of years after the fact, but also as a kid, for some reason, I went and got, um, I saw Avengers annual, t- I think it's 10 oh, in the yeah. backup bins, which is rogues first appearance. Yep. And that has a hella iconic Scarlet witch moment in it where she, you know, they're fighting the brotherhood of evil mutants. And it talks about her trying to find this one reality where something, something, and you know, she can, and she has this huge, massive, like ectoplasmic blob of probability that's about to explode. I forget exactly how it all plays out, but I should read that going, Oh my gosh, what is this woman? What can she do? <laughs> and needing to know more. And I've always been fascinated by her. She's one of my top Marvel characters, but I honestly haven't read nearly enough of her actual stories um but what i what i what i knew about her going into this and seeing so much of it play out was was definitely exciting and she is flawed and she is someone who does not make the best decisions with the problems that are at hand but aren't we all like that yeah exactly i mean Maybe I would never be like, no more mutants or whatever, but like, I don't know. That's kind of it. Yeah. See, if you're not an X-Men fan, you would. But I don't mean mutants, but I would know more something. That's for sure. (laughs) There's there's always a something we could know more. Yeah, sure. No more. She just got fed up. It was a bad day. And also, like, nobody should have that level of power. And like, also... Everything that happens, it's just like, how do you hold somebody like Wanda accountable? That's like the question we come up with again and again in all of her stories, where it's mm-hmm. just like, I mean, how do you hold God accountable? Like, I don't know what to do about that. Like, you know, can't do much, honestly. Just kind of try to talk her down. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I liked this a lot. I love Wanda. Like, as I said, I've always loved this character. I love Monica. It's wonderful to see Monica, you know, actually have a role in this. I definitely relate to everybody who was disappointed by the ending and how she kind of just ended up as like a somebody who's given 
Wanda a thumbs up at the end for some reason, even though Wanda kind of put her through hell <laughs> through this mm-hmm. whole series. It's like, I get her forgiving Wanda, but also I'm just like, wouldn't Monica be like, so like, where are you going? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So there I don't that, know. Can we take tabs on she, you? She was of the opinion through the whole series that Wanda started it. Wanda needs to finish it. Yeah. Like, and I think she felt sorry for her the entire time more yeah, than mad at her. Did. Which was nice. I mean, I appreciated that. And I liked that Monica did have that sympathy for Wanda. Like, that made a lot of sense to me. Um, I wish that Wanda had maybe returned it a little bit at times, but that didn't really happen. And then also, yeah, it just kind of sucked the way that they just were like, well, and now there's out and whatever. Like, at least you could have given her a cool fight scene at the end or something. But they kind of just... As much as much as they nailed it on so many things, they really didn't with Monica at the end, which is a right. bummer. Um, yeah. You know, I hope that Captain Marvel 2 does better by her. And I'm sure we're this is not going to be the end of this character. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more of her. But, yeah, it was nice to finally see her, <laughs> you know, at all. I fully expect her to be better served by Captain Marvel 2. I almost feel like this was to whet that appetite because, you know, mm-hmm. she, she was hinted at in the first Captain Marvel movie. We all saw Maria Rambo and it was like, oh, Monica's little girl. Oh, we need her to grow up. And this is in the 90s. Oh, she's grown up in the present day. And just like I remember all those light bulbs going on in my head and getting excited to see her in a future film. So this is like a tease of future Monica and I'm choosing to look at it that way. Could they have done more with her? Yes. Should they have done more with her in this? Probably. But maybe there will be more Monica. It's coming. And I'm excited. I mean, it's not her vehicle. So on the one, it's like you kind of got to have to balance what you can do with her. She is one of the her. wheels of the Wanda car in this. Right. But it's like we care more about what happens to Wanda in this in this series. But as a writer, that doesn't, you know, it's like, no, I understand that. That, That's why I think either give her an arc or get rid of her altogether or don't do the power or maybe just don't do the power thing yet. Do that in Captain Marvel or something. Yeah. Cause really they did nothing with that power thing other than her. She like flashed a couple times. Yeah. Uh, Oh gosh. And it's like also the origin of that power is weird. Like if you go through a hex shield three times, you become a superhero. What? Okie dokie. <laughs> okay. Well, that's kind of that's kind of how Carol Danvers got her powers in the comics too. She like right. I'm standing next to an exploding machine. <laughs> right. <laughs> Until they retconned yeah. that pretty recently, but you know what? I read that retcon. It was a pretty good one. Yeah. Well, sorry. then they could have made a you know photon get her powers by ex- something exploding next to Captain Marvel. She could be, <laughs> right. she could be Miss Marvel. Oh, how how weird that'd be. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, I don't know. Any other I thoughts? liked it. I thought it was. Pretty I liked good. it too. I liked. I think it was way more successful than any of the Netflix stuff I've watched. Mm-hmm. So I hope they keep. Uh, I would say this format, but they can't really do this format. I mean, format in the sense that they just give it the time it needs to have. I guess. Yeah, and be like, don't be afraid to be weird with it, because I feel like yeah. this could have gone way weirder, and audiences would have been here for it. So. Mm-hmm. That was kind of my thing was I was like, this is definitely as normy as a weird thing can be, but it's still a little weird. And that's nice to see. I think that we're what we're seeing here is these one and done TV seasons. Like, I don't see how they could possibly do a second WandaVision season. Right. It's But like instead of a film, they're doing a six or seven hour series 
to tell a story to give it more breathing room. And I like that. So Falcon and Winter Soldier starts out in a couple of weeks. I don't expect to be a Falcon and Winter Soldier next year. I expect to do a six episode film and be done with that story. Mm-hmm. Um, like the old I, serials. Right. I have heard people clamoring for, for sequels to them and stuff. And I'm like, I don't think that's, I don't think that's the game we're playing. I don't think that's the party you were invited to. Right. And it looks like that has a running time that varies too. So they're going to do the same thing in, mm-hmm. from 40 to 50 minutes, which I think is great. Yeah. Cause that was the thing that bothered me about Netflix shows were like the beginnings were good. The ends were good. And the middles always seem like they're spinning their wheels. And it's like, cause we have to have 16 hour long episodes of, <laughs> right. this, of this story arc. It's like, Stretch no, you don't. You could have just made a movie or a mini movie or a three parter. I would have been fine. And some of the series took the advantage to do two separate arcs and some of them didn't. And some of them did it to a lesser success. And it was just, it was weird because they were coming in 13 episode chunks and you had to figure out what to do with your 13 episodes because you didn't actually need 13 episodes. So, yeah. So is the reason we're not doing Falcon and Winter Soldier next not comic special because it won't be over yet? It won't be over yet. Yeah. We don't know when it's going to be over, right? Uh, it's six episodes starting on the 19th. Yeah. Um, not the 19th. Yeah, March 19th. Really? March yeah. 19th? That's what it says on this Wikipedia page. That oh, that's right. It's on Fridays. I'm sorry. It's on Fridays. So one, two, three, four, five, six. April 23rd okay. is the last episode. So we could do it for the May slot. But we need okay. something for April. Okay. Um, so speaking of something for April, who's going to deal with the punishment on this one? <laughs> <laughs> you just did oh my gosh <laughs> i gave it away so we're gonna um we're gonna tackle another series of movies that john has not seen um at least i think i saw one of them when i was a kid but i have not sat down and watched them and those are the punisher films and we're gonna do the same thing we've been doing with blade and, and the ghost rider and such we're just we're gonna watch all of them and then yeah. talk about them and see how that goes so there are three different punisher movies is that right Yes. There's the one I'm, with I'm Dolph Lundgren. There's 1989's <laughs> Dolph Lundgren, or however you pronounce his name. There's the 2004 Thomas Jane, and then there's the 2008 Punisher War Zone with Ray Stevenson. Okay. There really so was there that big go. of a gap between the first two? Okay. Yeah, 89 was a long time ago. It was. That's the one that I've seen before then. And, and I gonna, think Punisher, the yeah. original one, is like notoriously a bad movie, right? Like a oh, bunch of, of people were like, this is trash, and like that was... He Whenever people made it outfit. again, everybody was like, what? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even wear the outfit because that'd uh, be too superhero-y. Right. We'll that see. Time. We'll see. I've seen it one time, but I don't remember anything about it. So. Okay. Well, I am not coming here to love that film, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. And, uh, it's a very controversial choice for us because everybody <laughs> wants to cancel Punisher right now. Yeah, fair enough. I think we just want to cancel the people who are misusing the Punisher. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, and then the following month, probably Captain America Winter Soldier. And the following month, maybe something involving an island. We'll have I to wish see how it, scheduling goes. I, I wish it was Captain America Winter Soldier, but it's Falcon's cool too, though. Oh, did I say Captain America? I've been saying that for a year. It's Captain America the Winter Soldier. No, it's the Falcon <laughs> of the Winter Soldier. But you know yes. what? Sam Wilson, he's also Captain America, so I'm he not He might wrong. be. We'll find out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll find out. And They haven't committed to that yet. Seven weeks. All right, um, Sarah, how have you been? What's 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 going on in your online spaces these days? <laughs> oh, you haven't been man. very busy or anything. Now you ask her. Jeez. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just busy all of the time, right? But also, you can read a bunch of articles that I've written about comics, very, very specifically about comics, and um, mostly Marvel, but I think some. I did just like an overview of like Legion of Superheroes, uh, like one one story, right? Because there's like a thousand of that comic, but. Yeah, all of that can be found at comicbookherald.com. I've been doing a lot of writing for them lately. And uh, I'm just going to leave it at that right now because (laughs) there's a lot. There's just a lot. So tune in another time. Uh, You can obviously find me on Twitter slash Sarah Century and also sarahcentury.com. There is no H in Sarah or Century, which was like a dot com. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, what? Yep. <laughs> well, you really plug it well, because I really don't. Do about um, it. But the SEO, we have like an actual website person, so the SEO does really well. Um, <laughs> so I guess I don't know. I constantly get emails from like random people uh, looking for random, random things. Hmm. It's been here for a while. Hello was posted on in 2019. Yeah, wow. I never, I never update it. Okay. Never okay. do. Why do you um, look different in every picture? Are you a scroll? <laughs> Might as well be, it's honestly. Really weird. Yeah. Every I single do. picture. Chameleon. Oh, look at how Superman and Lois failed Lois Lane by sales Sarah Century. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, everybody. She hasn't written that yet. She hasn't seen it yet. I'm going to out her right now. It it's going to we'll happen. See. Look forward to that article. What she thinks of Lois Lane. Yeah. Well, I if, if I do what I'm, if I do what I'm supposed to do, and I get this out the door as quickly as I want to get it out the door, you will also be able to find episode 152 of our regular weekly show on the feed. Where we're talking about various comics, including a meeting between two of our defenders for the first time. Ooh. So the Hulk runs into one of his future teammates. You have to check out the episode though to see who that is. Um, and I guess that is it for another not comic special. So be back with us next month for Punisher the month after that for the Falcon and winter soldiers that are right that time TV show. And yeah, we're just going to keep on plugging the plugging these out. All right. I don't know how to say goodbye to this thing. So um, bye. bye everybody. What is goodbye? If not love persevering. <laughs> oh. <laughs>